What's up, everyone? Yes, it is I, your host, Natalie Morrison, and you might be thinking, wasn't this called Swim Masters? Well, yes, it was, and you're definitely in the right place. We decided that we wanted to give the podcast a bit of a makeover, and we're so proud to introduce to you Revoicing the Future, a Women of NAM podcast. Don't worry, it's still the same content, still the same hosts. We just wanted to take this to the next level. And we're excited that you're joining us on this fantastic journey. The episode that you're currently listening to was recorded before the name change. And I just wanted to let you know that you are in the right spot. So keep on listening. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for all new episodes of Revoicing the Future, a Women of NAM podcast coming soon. Welcome to Swim Masters, a podcast dedicated to help connect, grow, and support women in the music products industry. I am your host, Natalie Morrison. The Smart Women in Music Fund was established in 2018 by Robin Valenta, Dee Dee Hyde, and Crystal Morris to expand diversity, inclusion, and support for women in the music product space. Twice a month, I will sit down and host virtual conversations with various women across our industry to help foster mentorship and growth. Now, without further ado, Let's dive in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Swim Masters. I'm your host, Natalie Morrison, and I'm with my trusty co-host, Stephanie Lamond. Woohoo! I'm here. I feel like I say that every time you introduce me. I was like, but I also, I, have you noticed too that when I intro you, I was, I, I'm like Stephanie Lamond. Like, yeah. <laughs> We need to branch out, or we don't. Maybe that's like the theme. Maybe I that's, think that's our thing. Which like my shtick. I'm just excited to have you here. <laughs> excited to be here. Very excited to be here what? on this auspicious, almost International Women's Day. Lead up to International Women's Day. Week prior to International well, Women's Day. <laughs> technically, March is Women's History Month. So happy Women's History Month. <laughs> So I wanted to plug an event that SWIM is hosting on International Women's Day, which is on Monday, March 8th, right? We're in March. Yeah, we're in March. (laughs) I can't believe it. Um, So on Monday, March 8th at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, SWIM is hosting a virtual networking and educational event focused around the theme for International Women's Day, Choose to Challenge. And the event will be um, hosted by featured speaker and entrepreneur, Lisa Cruz. So if you want to choose to challenge one another, to take your personal brand to new strides to get together to celebrate achievements and to educate and empower one another while increasing visibility to the value that women bring to the music products industry check out our website to register and we hope to see you there because it's going to be very exciting Woohoo! what a what a powerhouse event that sounds like that's shaping up to be i that's know tight. that was a mouthful too <laughs> I know. Delivered it fabulously. That was perfect. Thanks. (laughs) 
And, and we're also going to be putting out a special little International Women's Day uh, episode where we're just going to talk to each other. We're, we're still figuring out whether it's going to be based on that theme or just us talking about our own careers, uh, maybe in reflection of that. We always talk to other people, but um, I don't know, maybe it's helpful to hear where we're coming from as well as we interview all these people. Our, our lens is important, I suppose. So tune in on International Women's Day. We're going to have a, a little, little bonus, bonus yeah. episode. Is the word I was looking for. Lim- I don't want to say limited edition because it's not like it's going away. It's going to live here forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little gimme, a little, a little perk, a perk. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, uh, yeah, whatever it is, it's going to be exactly. Great. It's going to be. But in the meantime, um, it'll be more of what you're hearing right now. And yeah, if if you if you in, if you enjoy our banter, <laughs> you'll get. A whole lot more of it. A whole um, lot more of it. <laughs> and and I think I got that segue there. So in the meantime, today you are going to hear from an absolutely fantastic woman in the music products industry. We're going to be hearing from Laura Davidson, uh, whose title she's the lead re- retail market development specialist at Shure Incorporated, uh, Shure Microphones. And she's amazing. So she's also that, but she's also, she began her career as a songwriter, uh, producer, in and out of studios. She was in the Nashville scene and then transitioned smoothly, way more smoothly than I even anticipated. It was so fun to talk to her about this into the business side. And yeah, as someone who's trying to balance, and Natalie too, balancing our creative sides with our business sides. This was a very personally interesting conversation to me. Uh, so yeah, hope y'all dig it. It's she's, she's just, and she's, she's so funny. I just love talking to Laura. She's so cool. I know. I loved it. It was a blast. Like we talk about our first jobs and stuff and it's, oh, it's cool. So I hope you enjoy it. It's a fun episode. Um, and I'm, I love whenever Natalie welcomes me back as the little co-host chair. So of course, it was fun. You're always welcome. Thanks. But you have this episode to listen to. You have the International Women's Day event on Monday, March eighth at six p.m. Woo! To sign up for, and you have a little bonus episode to look forward to next week. It's a it's a whole lot of. Swim Masters coming your way. Enjoy. And thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Yeah. We'll we'll talk to you. Enjoy it. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for joining Swim Masters. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is this is really kind of cool. Thanks. It is, isn't it? You know? Well, I mean, like, people ask me to be on podcasts. I'm like, why? I mean, cool. So this is awesome. That's how we feel whenever anyone wants to talk to us on a podcast. Like, wow. Neato. Yeah, it's great. It's so fun. Well, the reason that we want to have you on the podcast is that you have such an interesting career journey, and I'm curious to learn how you got your start in the industry and how you made your way to sure. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's an interesting journey. It's just, <laughs> it's how it just happened. No, uh, so I went to Berkeley College of Music um, a long time ago, and when I graduated, I went out to Nashville and decided 
to not starve to death by moving to New York or LA and try to be <laughs> a singer songwriter. And it was a lot more affordable then. So I went there and I did that and I loved it, but, um, I got asked to do a NAM show. Uh, I got asked to demonstrate this cool new vocal harmonizer for a company called TC Helicon. They wanted a woman demonstrator. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wow. What we have this great idea. Let's use a woman. So <laughs> No, they weren't like that. The company is, it was lovely. But um, yeah, so I did a NAMM show. This was, I think, 2006. And I, f I just fell in love with gear. And I had always enjoyed the technical side of things, but I, it turned out that I had a passion for showing people how to use gear and how to make their musical ideas come to life. And so then I started working for them as a product specialist, aka demonstrator. Um turned into their marketing manager and then changed paths a little, 10 years in for a couple of years, took a break from the industry and then got a Facebook message of all things um, from one of my, my old friends from that company. He was a rep at the time for us. And he said, Hey, I'm at shore now. This job just opened up for a market development specialist. I was like, what the heck is that? And so I was, I read the description. I was like, that's me. And, and here I am. And it's, it's been just over three years. Wow. That's so amazing. That's awesome. And that, so that's fascinating because I, I don't know, in, in kind of researching how we were going to, what we were going to ask you and, and grill you about too, what, like what um, it was. <laughs> so that sounds like it was kind of a, a I don't know. It, initially I thought it was more of like a, like a, a cut and dry transition from like the creative studio songwriter side of it to the business no. side, but it sounds like it was very like gradual. It was. Yeah, it was. They kind of at Helicon, they kind of wanted, they kind of liked the fact that I was a singer songwriter because it lended, I still am a singer songwriter, by the way, she didn't die, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, so, but like <laughs> it was kind of a thing that was cool because then there was credibility to demonstrating the product where you weren't just like someone who worked for the company you were someone who used it in your everyday life. Um, so I was still able to tour during that job. I toured with Howard Jones as a background singer and went to Australia and Japan because of that product, wow. which was insane. So he he heard me sing and demonstrate it and said, well, I can pay her to come with me and she can be four background singers in one. Plus, it's also cutting edge and cool to have somebody triggering these harmonies in real time. And cause he always likes to evolve and change his set. So yeah, it led to, it led to tours all over the place. And, and then that job transitioning more to the business side, which has been great. That's so cool. That's, um, it, wow. So was that, was that hard as it was happening or like, or easy? Cause I feel like there's, I I'm, I'm kind of doing that backwards. I feel like, or I'm an artist, <laughs> but started in the business side and I'm trying to now do more of the artist stuff. But like, I feel like there's this push and pull between your business brain that one doesn't want to starve. Right. But like also loves the business that you're doing, but is also that creative. So like, was there, what was that transition like as it was happening? And like, what, what was like going on in your head as you were weighing these different avenues that you were doing? Well, I think a couple of things made it a little bit more smooth of a transition. One of them being that I have two kids and, mm. you know, that didn't happen all at once. And so yeah. <laughs> I, I remember thinking like, you know, you hear about our biological clocks, right? As women, it's like, 
oh, you know, the biological clock. And I was like, whatever. Yeah, we'll have kids. And then one morning I literally woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to need a baby like right now. (laughs) (laughs) My husband was like, what? (laughs) So, okay. (laughs) All right. You know, and that kind of made the the changeover and, and the progression a lot easier to take from a creator going into more of a business role because that my job was naturally progressing towards more responsibility. Uh, I had done some really cool tours. I knew that Howard wasn't going to keep me around if I had kids. That's just kind of like, you know, how he rolls. And so I knew that like, this is going to be the time when I change over, but throughout my music has always been there and it has always kind of continued. And, And it only started happening when I turned 40. Um, that people were like, oh, are you still doing music? <laughs> oh, oh, you're still doing that? Oh, you still did? That's great. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't go away, you know. So it wasn't as much of a thing where it was painful or tricky. It just kind of happened in a really natural way that I was ready for. But if I had been forced into it, it would have been a totally different experience. Yeah, that's beautiful. That sounds, it just sounds like, I really admire that. It sounds like it's very grounded or how you've thought about that is very grounded in terms of like, I don't know, like you you sound like you just know who you are in terms of you're a creative, like you're not having to prove that at all. And so that wasn't, no, that might, that probably sometimes. helped a lot in terms of <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah, like you you weren't, your, your job didn't define your identity as a, as a creator and as an artist. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's really beautiful. That's definitely true. And it's it thanks. And it, and it's also something that at sure that I love about this company is that they really embrace that. Like mm-hmm. all of us are musicians or most of us. So you know, we're encouraged to participate and and bring that creativity and um yeah, it's celebrated. So I've never had to really turn it off. Which is <laughs> and I think what it's a goal. Imp- that's awesome. I think it's important for our listeners to hear this type of journey too because it reassures to them that oh I can I can still make music but also have an awesome job like full time so I think this is definitely relatable mm-hmm. well and it's also I mean I was doing this like I said 2006 is when I started in this crazy industry and things were really different then yeah. now with all the propensity towards podcasting and streaming and everything. Like you can really do this when you want to do it. Now, I still think there's a huge, I think it's even more complicated in a lot of ways for artists who are trying to make it because there are so many avenues you can pursue. And it's Mm -hmm. like, which path do you choose? I can't answer that. But I, all I can say is like, go where your people are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my, my friends joke with me, my younger friends, because my people are on Facebook. So that's where I go when I want to <laughs> announce new music or talk about music or talk about new projects. That's where I go. And my sister who's older than I am is like, that's so lame. I'm like, well, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> again, go where your people are. Why would I try to go to Insta or YouTube or TikTok for Christ's sake? And people would be like, what is this lady doing on here? So I don't know. Throw Clubhouse That's into that mix. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Clubhouse. <laughs> I just got on Clubhouse. I am I haven't found my I haven't found my club in, yeah. within the Clubhouse. <laughs> neither. I'm still searching for it. I know I am too. It's not presented itself. Are you all in there and you think like 
am I really muted? Like that's my, my Oh, fear. that's my fear. <laughs> I, I have that fear in just meetings in general. I'm like, I always j- double checking, like, am I muted? <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. That's like my day is just teams meetings back to back to yes. back. And I'm like, if I'm ever doing one in the car, I'm like, am I muted? Am I really, really muted? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, clubhouse, I'm failing epically at that. I get in there. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm so hip. I'm going to check it out. And I get in there. I'm like, these people are just talking. Like what? It's going. I miss. I. I need to study it more. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find my my house. Find your people. Place. Yes, find my people. Steph, is it it's my turn? Me. Sorry, I'm now. I'm like confused as to where we are. Yeah. No, I think so. I we took kind of like a deviation, but I loved it. I think we. Who has I, the yeah. stick? Who gets yeah. to talk? I'm passing the conch to you. I think it's time. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> she just asked the question very differently and I was like, I think we covered this. Let me just make sure. <laughs> I'm deviating. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who might be interested in similarly transitioning to the creative side from a manufacturer, re- retailer, or vice versa? Hmm. Well, um, honestly, like it, if you're going to go into the creative side, I'd, I would hope that you would have kind of started that a little bit and like forgot about it for a minute and you're picking it back up. I think mm-hmm. it'd be really hard to go straight from the business side into that, but that's just because I'm a creator. So I'm going to suck at giving that advice, but going from, from a business person, you know, like someone who walked away from it or kind of got a little d- distracted or whatever, you know, I'll say that it's, it's easy enough to get back into it when you find your inspiration. Right. So take that inspiration as it comes. Typically mine hits me like in the car, driving to the airport, whenever we start doing that again, or in the shower. And you just have to like grab it and hold it and get it down somehow. Because if you don't, that's gone. It's gone. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I, I don't know if that answers the question, but you know, if you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to get into the creative side, maybe it's not being the actual creator. Maybe it's supporting a creator. Mm. Maybe you have skills that could like ad- advance the crazy creator type who can't get out of their own way like me or can't promote themselves. You know, like that could be your your niche or your skill. Your That's skill really path, interesting. So. And I've, I've said this so many times, um, but I always felt that going, I went to Ithaca and I was in the music school as a minor, but I always noticed that like the performance majors, they didn't, they weren't prepared about the other little things that they need to know about how to market themselves and all this stuff. And I always felt like, why doesn't the school have some sort of like how to market yourself 101 kind of class? Yep. So I'm such a huge proponent of that because it's so important. Even if you can't do it all yourself, it's important for you to know that that's something that needs to be done. Yes, I totally agree. I think, I don't know what Berkeley's doing these days, but I know when I was there, I, I did a major called professional music, which is kind of like the liberal arts of music school or performance, because you have to design your own ma- major or choose your own adventure. So like, for example, you could do a whole semester where you focus on the business side which is what I did. I, I had a music business semester. I had a music production and engineering s- section. I had a 
performance section. And then I grew up enough to graduate and then not have a piece of paper that's like, I can sing, see? So um, <laughs> it made me a little more prepared, but you're right. If I hadn't done that, if I had just done performance, yeah, not a lot of uh, skills, life skills. Was there anything specific skill-wise, speaking of skills, you felt was easily translatable between industries that someone could use to help in self-promo for the job hunt? Also factoring the fact that we're now in like the COVID era job market. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, you have to know what your strengths are and that takes time. That's not something that you're going to just know right off the bat and it takes trial and error. But you know, if you know that you have strong presentation skills that's a highly marketable skill that not every person has. And maybe you need a little work in strategy. I, I know I definitely did. When I left TC Helicon, I took two years off and worked for an agency here in town called Drink Caffeine, which was like a, a web production or web design company and, and a marketing firm. And it gave me so many other skills that I wasn't accustomed to, you know, where it was project management customer service, um, campaign design, social media management. And I thought I knew all the things, you know, <laughs> so then I got there and I was like, oh my God, I don't know anything. <laughs> and then I took that and, and pivoted that back into the music industry and, and working for sure, where now I, I work more on strategy and things like that, but you have to know what your strength is. So ask your friends, <laughs> like, what am I good at? When you think of me, what am I good at and what am I bad at? And maybe start from there and then look inside and, and go from there. That's awesome. That's so, that's such good advice. Oh my gosh. I always ask my friends, I'm like, what is something that sets me apart from other people? They're like, are you really asking me that, Natalie? I'm like, why? I'm, <laughs> it's for professional development. Yes. I mean, you could, yeah, it's really hard to ask people Help that me. too. <laughs> yeah. Like, tell me about me. And people are like, what? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's totally valid to say, I'm trying to market myself. I think I'm good at this. And then your friends will be like, no. Or maybe, yeah, totally. That's what you're great at. You make the best guacamole. How can you market that? You know, or something like that. So you'll get surprising answers, some that maybe you don't like and some that maybe you do. But I think that's the only way to grow is to get outside of your head for a minute, if you can. I agree. Yeah. I would imagine it's probably helpful to find friends too, if you're depending on which area of the industry you're trying to hop around in that are in that too, and ask them like, what, 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 ask them that question. Like, what do you see of my career, whether it's creative or whether it's business that you think people on your side really would value? Cause like, you don't know if you haven't been in it. That's so true. I would imagine that's probably helpful too. Yeah. And you got to find those people, those voices that you trust. And now it's even easier with things like clubhouse, you can find like really important voices that you trust that maybe you could have yeah. that conversation with. And that's what I think is so cool about Clubhouse. Um, I just haven't found those people yet. But um, Ashton Kutcher was on one. I almost raised my hand, but I didn't. Uh, oh. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Ashton? Yeah, I just think it's so trippy that you can get in there and like have a convo with Oprah. But um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a dream. <laughs> I know, right? She just like popped in, I think, too. But um, – <laughs> Yeah. So find those people that you really admire and don't be afraid to ask them how they're doing what you think is so cool 
because people love talking about themselves and they'll probably, <laughs> probably be willing to share their wisdom. Totally. Well, and also on that vein, takes me to my next question as just a personal oh, question. <laughs> what, um, no, no. Like, personal for me. <laughs> so like how we already kind of touched on this because it seems like you, again, are just very wonderfully grounded in your identity as a creator and stuff. But like, how do you balance your job and your creative work and all of the projects and stuff? <laughs> so like, I, like, is there a secret uh, you have? Do Are you balancing it? Are you just kind of like doing it as it comes? Like... <laughs> How do you, how does that, how does that work in your world? And uh, so that we might learn from you. Oh, good Lord. Well, (laughs) I don't have a system. Uh, Honestly, it's just a lot of teamwork Mm. uh, amongst my family team members, you know, where like, for example, my husband took our new dog for a long hike on Sunday, yesterday. (laughs) And uh, my kids went to his mom's house, my their grandmother's house, and decorated the cutest Valentine's cookies ever. Oh. And I had like two or three hours to myself. And that's when I found that I just have to say, mama needs some time to to make some noise, you know, and, and everybody has to get out of the house. Like I can't create because my studio's in a bonus room above the garage, which is just down the hall from the bedrooms. It's not soundproof. So... I'll either carve out chunks in my day where I have like, you know, a break or everyone has to get out of the house (laughs) and then I'll create. But sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes the muse just hits and I'm like, everybody leave me alone. I have to do this right now. (laughs) Well, that's I was, um, I'm in this music, we call it like a stand-up of a group of friends I have. They're mostly like singer-songwriters, but we text each other every Monday of like goals that we have for the week just so we can then check in the next week and be like, are we? Did we do our goals? No. What? One of our goals was like, be chill. Yeah. If you want to join, we got you. But one of the, one of the women is this, she's got a toddler and her, she's her, (laughs) she was saying that she's now changing her goals to just cause her, she's like in COVID my whole life is just like, I used to have time to myself. Now I don't have any. And so (laughs) her now goal is to like make one song a month that she'll release on Patreon. But, and it's like, it's just whatever she can write when her kid is napping. And so I was like, no, that's, that's mm-hmm. fun. Like you, you, you market that as like, it's packaged. These are like the nap time songs. Like this is just what yeah. came out and the like nap time you songs. roll with it. And, um, I don't know. That just reminded me like that you, you, uh, I just bow before the, cause right. I, I think of that and I'm like, this is hard to balance day job and that, but like you, you're having to project manage also your, your family life to be creative. So you that is endlessly <laughs> inspiring that you I don't know you just do it you just roll with it and you make it work well yeah we went we make it work the mom guilt is very real yeah. I will tell you um when I take time for myself I'm like oh I shouldn't be doing this and then I put my headphones on and I'm three hours goes by and I'm like what <laughs> so you have to it's it's self-care at its most basic level because we are all getting a lot of togetherness time you know yeah. and so <laughs> It's nice to just have a, a time to breathe and going to the grocery store does not fill that need. So, um, yeah, that's how I'm doing it right now. We'll see. This reminds me of that. I think it was a New York Times article. I don't remember. Some news outlet had an article about the mother in the pandemic and or like <laughs> the working mother in the pandemic and it was just, it was very eye opening and like, and sad too, because we're all working, but a lot of people are mothers as well. And just like balancing the two 
while just staying at home and not being able to go out and kind of separate the two, it's difficult for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, my kids are right downstairs right now, but I feel guilty doing this because, you know, they had, they've been at school all day and I had to run some errands and like, so I'm not having any time with them today, but like, they're fine. They were making it all work, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. I like the idea too of like you let yourself feel it and then you just go on. Like you don't wallow in it. I think that's kind of the secret. You're never going to not feel things that you're programmed to feel and that you, you know, and it's okay to feel the things, but as long as you can just still power through and still do the thing, I think that's, that's the secret, right? Yeah, sure. (laughs) I don't know. Yes. I feel like a lot of things I've been reading are like, like yeah, (laughs) sounds right. (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. And also we drink. No, uh, yeah. you know, but <laughs> then there's, then there's drinks, but no, actually, strangely though, like I don't even drink during the week anymore. Um, that's what the pandemic has done. Cause I was like, wow, I'm drinking more than I'd like to. So yeah, it's just finding like little ways to carve out time to do stuff too. Like I started journaling again, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just making time to exercise whenever I can which was never really a priority. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But now I'm like, no, someone's going to die if I don't, <laughs> if I don't ride the Peloton. Someone's going to die. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever works, you know? Love it. It's a great lead in. <laughs> oh, so, going, so going off of that, what would you say to someone who might be feeling overwhelmed by balancing work and their side projects, especially in the middle of the pandemic? Uh, I've learned to say no a lot during the pandemic. I've always been guilty of, of just saying yes to everything. Uh, and I've learned that, you know, we had all these commitments and requirements and then everything just stopped and it was okay. You know, like nothing blew up. So I've learned to just say, yeah, no, thanks. I don't want to do that. Um, in a nice way, of course. So prioritizing what's really important, taking a step back and saying, do I really need to serve on this committee? Or if I do serve on this committee, am I going to be able to do it justice? Because am I, am I going to have enough time and mental capacity? Or do I have time to sing on this person's project? Or, you know what I mean? Like you just have to kind of pause for a minute before running headlong into things. That's that's what I found is is being helpful to me. And also just getting outside and just walking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's been very helpful. That's a that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, because like you were saying, we have been spent, a lot of us have been, have spent our lives with like a built-in structure of, okay, you get up, you get ready for the day, you commute to work, and mm-hmm. then you come home. And then like you have that time to dedicate to your side projects or anything else. But now it's all woven together Mm -hmm. and you just have to create those boundaries. Yeah, you definitely do because everything's on all the time. Uh, I have always worked from home. So that part was not the adjustment. It's just really like feeling like everyone's reachable all the time now. Mm. And so that's been, Mm. that's been tricky. And then just allowing myself to not be available um, has been nice. And I think people respect that a lot more. 
I think that's really interesting too, because like you said, you've always been working from home. So you've always had to feed your creativity and separate your work life with your Mm -hmm. creative life as well. But was that more difficult because everyone's on all the time now? Um, no, not really. I mean, thankfully because of my job. So what I do for sure is something called market development, which is basically letting people know about the brand who aren't familiar with us or for those who are finding solutions to needs that they might have. Um, and that during the pandemic has shifted to all virtual content as opposed to in-person trainings or trade shows. So I'm always getting my hands on the gear, you know, which I love. And so my studio is my office. Mm. And so I can just, you know, noodle around for a minute with stuff as I'm testing audio levels. And that just kind of satiates <laughs> the beast for a minute. Wow. Um, and just lets me keep grounded. Like there's guitars on the wall behind me. There's a keyboard within reach. There's microphones everywhere. And so I can just, you know, like start doing something. And that's been my biggest thing that I, that took me 40 years to figure out is that I need a, a system to where I can pretty much just hit record and be ready to go. And so now I have that finally in my studio. And I, that's been the biggest kind of sanity saver. Yeah. That's like a fully integrated life. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so it's, cool. it's a mess That's in here, awesome. but you know, like I know what's what and yeah. where things are. Organized <laughs> chaos. Like like any true creative, yes. right? It's just it's yes. it's where it needs to be for you to be able to use it when you need to use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. That's so <laughs> cool. I think that I I don't know, as I'm sitting here recording at my desk that also has a keyboard tray and my speakers and all, you know, I that's like what I feel like is a really cool thing to, I don't know, just think of and, and emulate a little bit for creatives that are also working in business or vice versa that I, I think it's, for me at least, I think it's really beautiful to not have those really rigid boundaries between your work and creative life if that's how your brain mm-hmm. works. Because yeah, you're right. You can, when that inspiration strikes, you can just pull out your keyboard, plug it in and go. And your job, if you're in a job that supports that is like, great cool. Like as long as you don't need to be on a meeting right then, like that's right. Exactly. I mean, I can't say that Shore is actually like, yeah, man, just jam out whenever. But I mean, it, it thankfully doesn't strike in the middle of the day because I'm often, I'm just too busy Mm -hmm. to do something, but yeah, it's, it's nice to know that if something does hit, like I can transition, I've done it before where I've transitioned right from the end of the work day at my desk and then turn to my other computer and gone live on Facebook, you know, and just done like a Facebook happy hour because I had to just sing, you know? yeah. <laughs> I had to just do something creative. Oh. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't usually happen right in the middle of the day, but it is nice to be able to do that and have that freedom and, and just have all kinds of toys and, and mics and stuff that I can test. Cause that's part of my gig. I love it. Do you think this question just popped in my head? Sorry to deviate again. Do you, so I, in in thinking about the creative versus business side, I hear often that it's like it's important to have a job that doesn't use too much of your creative mind because then you can't be riding with it. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you think? Do you see that in your in your business slash creative side? Do you think like you're using different parts of your creative brain and so you're not poaching from the other? Or do you think? Or it, does that has that oh. you know been a thing for you? That's interesting. I've never thought about it. Um, what I've found that. 
I love is doing like long-term strategy kind of planning, mm -hmm. which is not musical at all, but it's the only task I can really do in my job that requires me to sit still and focus. <laughs> and, and so I get to put on music and just zone out and zone in to what I'm working on. And that's been the most kind of like cerebrally satisfying thing for me to do because it's not, yeah, I don't think it's robbing from my creativity to do what I do, but it's just using it. It's like a different muscle in your body, you know? So just using it a little yeah. differently. Cool. I love that. You're fueling Stephanie's soul tonight. Yay! <laughs> it, is. it really is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I have no idea if any of this is accurate, but you know, this, this is what works for me. Feels like a thing. It feels okay. like a thing. <laughs> What I think, I just left, um, I was in a job that I, that I loved. It was objectively a wonderful job, but it was really freaking me out. Like it was very unstable and like it was, so I wasn't able to like, and I was thinking like, oh, it's using like a different, like you say, different muscle of my creative mind. Cause I was like yeah. running, running a program, but at the same time, like, I think it, it would be, it's important for people maybe listening and thinking about this also to, to, as they're thinking about that, like it's, it's also like the holistic experience of your job. And if it leaves you enough mental bandwidth and space, like to still feel creative, because if it doesn't find a new day job, because mm -hmm. that's not, that's not worth it. So hopefully you can end up like Laura and have, you know, the best of, of both that can kind of feed each other. I think that's a cool <laughs> thing to, to, I don't know, just to know it exists, right? Like to not let yourself be stuck in a hole of something that's, that's not keeping you from being able to live one side of your, your creative being you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's totally awesome. Agree. So on that vein, at what, so what, what would you say that you hope to see for the next generation that's entering the industry now? Um, gender equality. <laughs> no, I, I'd yeah. like, I mean, I'd like to see <laughs> us. Yes. No, I honestly, like I say that, but what I want is to just not feel like a unicorn all the time. Yeah. You know, like, when you walk into the NAMM show, which honestly in the past several years has been great because I always say this to Laura Whitmore too from from the women is like you'd go to NAMM 10 years ago and it would always rock because there'd be no line for the ladies room. <laughs> and now it's like I see lines and I'm like, I take heart in that. Like, yeah, things are changing. So, um, you know, I don't know. I think I think I'd like to see just not being viewed as a woman in the industry, but just to be viewed as a person in the industry who's just kicking ass, you know? Yes. Um, what else? I don't know. That's it, so funny. Oh my gosh. What? What's no, like the, there is no line for the ladies. It's yes. processing. It's legit, dude. I'm telling you, like I would go and it'd be like the line for the men's room is like around the block and the ladies room just like, la, la, la. This is the first time ever. And now I'm like, why are there all these ladies in here? But it's cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, when they're also, when they're entering the industry is just to remember to stay humble too. Mm -hmm. like just learn and be a sponge, especially if you're just coming into it. Cause like, this generation has access to so much more information than any of us ever have, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Cause when you go into a job, you think you already know all these things. And it's like, just listen for a minute, mm -hmm. get into the gig, get into the industry and just soak it all up and listen. And then when it's your turn, you know, step up. Yeah. Oh, that's my advice. I don't know. I love it. 
What what would this career era Laura <laughs> say to the Laura on her first day of her first job? Which job? Like when I worked in the drugstore when I was 16 or like my... <laughs> yeah, I was trying to differentiate when I was writing this question. I was like, no, literally that one. That because one. like I was working in an aquarium and like I would have loved to be like, you know, you'll end up where you want to be. Eventually. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was a hostess yeah. at a restaurant. Yeah. Go back to the drugstore. Yeah. Yes. My first job was working at like an old school drugstore that used to be a soap a fountain like it, it wasn't in oh my, my time gosh. Like, yeah like one of those drugstores that like still delivered medication to people although CVS does that now but oh. you know what I mean like it was <laughs> it was legit and so yeah I would tell myself to just practice more <laughs> like you know mm. respect the time that you actually have because it, you're not going to have any of it when you want it even though your parents tell you this and you don't believe them. And then, um, yeah, just don't worry so much about trying to get to that place where you think you're trying to go. Like, just enjoy the ride. I love it. That's been my my best. <laughs> 70s. <laughs> yeah. I'm just clapping over here. I get applause. Yes. Oh, sweet. You can't see me bow before you, but I'm bowing. Stop. <laughs> No, that's crazy. <laughs> My kids would be like, what? Oh, man. <laughs> Your mom's yeah. cool, you guys. Stop. <laughs> they, they're pretty <laughs> rad. My daughters are pretty rad. Oh, Love it. Yeah. Well, Laura, yeah. thank you so much for joining us and chatting about your career and your creative side. And we just really appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us. Well, thanks for inviting me to be here. This is so cool. I'm feeling very honored to be a swart, a swart, a smart woman in music. A swart. A swart woman in music. Good Lord. You can't take me anywhere. You know what I mean. Uh, to be a swim master. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Love it. Yes. Too thanks, cool. Laura. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Swim Masters. Don't forget to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay up to date on all new things swim. We'd love it if you'd share and leave us a review. If you would like to learn more, please visit www.smartwomeninmusic.org. This episode was co-produced and edited by Stephanie Lamond and Natalie Morrison. See you next time. <laughs>